Hello, and welcome to The Relevance of Now. My name's Michael Connell, your host, and I'm here with William Limville. And this podcast is an opportunity for you to just embrace within yourself what is being shared and try it on for yourself. So what are we going to try on today, William? How are you doing? Well, I'm doing great, buddy. How are you doing? Are you guys having a lot of fun? (laughs) Yes, we are. Thank you. So today, what you're going to expand upon is going beyond being manipulated by politics and politicians. So what is really going on with politicians manipulating us? How do they do it? And what do they say? And let's just start there and then we'll go into going beyond it. Well, the thing about this, what a great subject and topic, because It goes into trusting yourself, trusting your discernment, and then feeling out within yourself, like in the diaphragm, your shoulders, sometimes your neck, your tummy. When something is being shared, it's for yourself to be able to take a breath and check within yourself if you find that to be true or if you find yourself to be getting tightened up. Because when there's truth being shared, your body relaxes, your mind clears out. There's no tension because it goes back to state of openness, fluidity, all the way through the heart to where everything feels and becomes in harmony within yourself. Now, when we look at the political situations, politics, politicians, well, it's one of those things that you got to remember, they get paid and get elected by telling you what you want to hear. Not necessarily the truth, more about telling you what you want to hear. So coming across with the bravado that they know better than you of what's going to help make a difference and so forth. And then they start to kind of get you sucked in by you hearing everything you want to hear and more until eventually they basically have you in the palm of their hand to be basically at kind of like their beck and call. And so you're going to vote for them. You're going to support them. But yet all of your rationale, all of your body, your mind is telling you something different, but you're taught to give in, give your power away. And this comes all the way back to the two kingdoms. One where one kingdom tells you what to do. The other kingdom lets you share what you're willing to do. Now, One's about responsibility. One's about giving your power away and giving responsibility to another. So you look at those two kingdoms and many, unfortunately, go to doing what they tell you to do. So you have no recourse. You have no responsibility to take. And it becomes such an interesting game of giving your power away. So they feel your energy. They feel the boost. They get all this beautiful energy and perceivable power from you because you're wanting to sit in the background, not so much contemplating within yourself, but basically just following directions, directions. So if things go south, it's not on you, it's on them. And then where you're giving all this energy, all this responsibility over to them to try to make you feel better about yourself. Now, the other kingdom is when we take responsibility for our own action, words, and deeds. We take responsibility with what we're supporting or willing to support, where it becomes more to a state 
of side-by-sideness where you hire someone or you elect someone that you can walk with side-by-side that has your highest interest in heart. That's what you'll feel in your body, your body decompressing, feeling more fluid, more agile, more flexible, with a lot more energy because you're not giving the energy away or your power away, where you feel more embraced when you hear their voice or when you hear them speak. And that's where we go into your heart, where it's a beautiful sense of a knowingness that all is truly well. There's no longer sitting on the edge of a cliff waiting to jump. There's no longer feeling like you're on pins and needles constantly anticipating the outcome. It's more a relaxation, an openness, a vibrancy, a clarity. And hearing what you want to hear, great. But what you want to hear is not necessarily the truth. It's hearing what is, where you can feel in your body relaxed, conducive, fluid, contemplative, but no longer being ran by a belief system, by what we may want versus what is. In my lifetime, it appears that people have been voting for a political party rather than politicians. Exactly. And how can people even go beyond that, meaning seeing what's really important? Is it the politician or is it the party? It's actually neither one. You know, Republicans, they have a reputation of being all-powerful, dominating, power-through, accomplish, and kill them all, let God sort them out kind of thing. Democrats, they have a reputation of being a lot more emotional a lot more of the woe is, even to the point of martyrdom. So let's just take a breath. Let's go ahead and free ourselves of any party and every party, liberal, independent, so forth and so forth. Let's bring your consciousness right now back through your heart. And let's look at beyond the party, just the politicians, the candidates, and which one within yourself When you tune into them, look at their picture, feel them out, which one feels within yourself where your body can decompress, your body relaxes, your body and your mind can just really feel it's like a subtle, sometimes more powerful embracement that when we tune into a dear one, we can feel even looking in their eyes, delight in their eyes, where you can feel the symbiotic flow of comfort, embracement, and knowing full well that they're there to support you. They're there to create long-term beneficial changes. And where you feel that point of ease and grace, like being embraced in the bosom from your mom, or even your dad, where you feel that sense of safety, you feel that sense of comfort, you feel that sense of embracement, where It's that internalized sense that you have of letting yourself relax, decompress, open up, and become more receptive instead of another battle just for the sake of a battle beyond this side or that side, because every any side you pick, there's going to be a winner and a loser. So let's let's get beyond the winner and the loser. Because if the one you vote for, you and they win, great, I feel better about myself. If the one you voted for loses, ah, uh, there's something wrong with them, there's something wrong with me, and what was I thinking? 
and all this internalized self-doubt. So it's one of those things that you feel through, forgetting about party, forgetting about gender, forgetting about race. It truly brings it right back to what does their heart say, feel, share, express, not just by words coming out of their mouth, but what does their heart feel like for you? Is it pure, clear, clean, pristine? Is it muddled up? Is it anticipating to take the bull by the horns and power through and overtake others? Or is it really genuine of the highest of integrity? Can we expect going forward that there will be more people that choose to run for office that are coming from their heart in both parties? Most definitely. And eventually, getting to a point where you supersede parties and really becomes about you and between you and the dear one in front of you. Not about a donkey, not about an elephant, not about anything to that effect. It's coming to the core of the source, even with all these indigos, rainbows, crystalline offsprings, and so forth and so forth, where You're watching them come of age, but they're not going into politics for another battle. They're going into politics to hold brother humanity and the system uh, into the highest of integrity and wisdom and honesty. And I've had the experience in my life of being what I would see now as manipulated by politics or politicians or parties, uh, judging others for their followings or beliefs. Can you talk about, and I've listened, I've followed some of the things you've shared because you've talked about this in your events and I've applied what you've shared and and made great strides in in no longer judging others who vote uh, or think differently than me. And can you talk about how best to, when we notice that we're totally, you talked about feeling the body, like totally tight, really struck with emotion and let's say frustration or anger about the circumstances. Can you talk about overcoming that? Yes. In politics, same with humanity, you can share what you perceive others want to hear. But it's only going to strike a certain amount, not the whole amount. You can tell, you can address the other side, tell them what they want to hear, and still this other side, they're going to be in conflict. So if we step step out of listening to the words, and we really just tune in and connect with the dear one that's running for office, feeling them out rather than getting caught up in the mental egoic structures. And you really feel the sincerity or lack of sincerity of what is coming out of their mouth, what is being shared, what is being expressed. You write then and there, you'll feel in either the genuinity or the insincerity and just a lot of blah, blah, blah coming out of the dear one's mouth. Not the heart, not the passion, and where the mental, emotional, egoic structure tries to grab onto something to run with it, run with it, rather than 
coming back full circle, it's through your heart to listen and feel. So basically, if we take the words and we don't try to make sense of them, we take the words and we just feel the vibratory resonance of what is being expressed through the dear one's mouth, right then, this is where you're going to be right on. Because right then, we're no longer in a quandary of what to trust, what to believe, what not to believe. We're no longer in a quandary of what party should I be a part of, which one was my family a part of, on and on and on. We're skipping all of that right now. We're going completely direct with yourself, the whole universe, within yourself and through yourself to where who cares if the dear one had a beer in high school? I mean, seriously, it's all a lot of nonsensical stuff that is based in judgment and burning them at the stake and all that. What if we just listen to who they really are? where they're really coming from, and how it feels for you. Additionally, William, how can someone within themselves, like I was knowing that I was being manipulated because I was feeling anger and frustration, and it was running a, a regular narrative in my head. And so how can... Like in that situation, if you were working with someone, how would you assist them to move beyond that judgment? I would have them sit back, reconnect with themselves. I would have them sit back, welcome back all of their energy, all their power, right back to themselves, cleared and purified. Now we're able to see it, see everything with clarity and more and more objectivity. When I have you take your power back and welcome back all of your energy, all of your consciousness, cleared and purified, it brings you above it all to a state of your own personal, unique, healthy, whole, and completeness, to where we're not giving our power away, crossing our fingers, hoping for the best, and hoping that they do what they're going to say they're going to do, or all this other stuff, or getting worked up by them not doing what they say they're going to do. We take back all of our power to where now we have you healthy, holy, complete, more in a state of an overview, more about what's going on now outside of you that you're no longer invested in or being affected by. You watch dear ones run for office, gain office, and basically do the opposite of what they said they were going to do. Now, this is where we take another breath. And we question, okay, right here, for myself, as myself, within myself and through myself, what am I willing to support? Now, if I voted for that person, so be it. But now, that person doesn't define me. They're doing what they're going to do. Now, what am I willing to give energy or power to or not? It's like getting worked up if a police officer goes off the reservation. Getting worked up if your favorite cashier at the grocery store is having a bad day. You see how many ways, shapes, and forms, so much power is given to all of this that you make it about yourself, not about what's going on outside of you. And you start to perceive that it's on you, like emotional up and down, blah, 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 depending on their action, words, and deeds, or the behavioral mannerisms, a good day, bad day, whatever that they may, may be having. And then we step back, we connect once again with ourselves. We start to really acknowledge 
an order within ourselves that absolutely none of this is about you. And it's interesting how the ego wants to make everything about a me, me, me. Well, it's not about a you, you, you. It's about another dear one's action, words, and deeds, and behaviors. But it's also a reset mode back to your heart of what am I willing to support? I appreciate that you shared. It's the same exact experience if we're judging someone else or we're upset at uh, my dad or you're upset at grandma. Yeah. Um, it's no different. Um, the process of what you're going to give your power away to, what you're going to allow yourself to diminish you know, your true self, your true expression. Exactly. And then if you take a breath for a minute and, and let's just do something different here, but honestly different, but being true to yourself and honest with yourself. What if for a minute, nothing had to do with Michael? <laughs> nothing at all. The mind, well, not so much the mind, but the ego tries to make everything about you. Like if someone looks at you an odd way, Oh, well, it's something I did or whatever, whatever. Well, no, that's has still not, has nothing to do with you. If someone tries to take their issues out on you, okay, great. Now it's not personal because it's not about you. Then it just comes to, hmm, you eventually get to a point where you have an internalized, amplified level, an activation of your all knowingness where kind of interesting it's like you're a particle of consciousness in a room aware of the room but the room doesn't have anything to do with you and you can leave the room you can arise above the room but still it's still a room any way you look at it now it just comes to how you judge the room it's pretty it's not pretty it's clean not clean blah 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 well the room's fine being a room your grandfather and father and mother and cousin and aunt and uncle they're fine being who they perceive to be, th themselves to be, but still has nothing to do with you. And see, the ego kicks in with everything's about me, because that's the ego, just to be very clear with you, that has nothing to do with you. And so we say, well, you know, my ego has issues, not me, because you don't have issues. It all belongs to the egoic structure. Now, what are we going to let define us? Mm. And then taking yourself out of scenarios that another's action, words, or deeds have something to do with yourself. No, they don't. That's their thing, not yours. It gets into a trap, though, when you judge them for doing whatever they're doing, however they're doing it, whatever they're saying, not saying. Well, the judgment comes from the identification and the perception that it's about you. Isn't that interesting? Yes. So what if nothing has to do with us? <laughs> you get a job, you don't get a job, well, great. You know, they're lost, not mine. And we just continue to move forward without all, once again, the yo-yo roller coasters of the ego. Well, good Michael, bad Michael. And all this hoopla that is so not even close to reality. And it's like parents and all that. It's like, well, is it about you? Or is it about them not living up to your judgment of them? I've also appreciated your teaching of 
and, and you shared it here as well, that if you're watching and discerning someone and it doesn't feel good to you, then one tool I've used to get beyond my judgments is that seeing this person as their true defined self and just also seeing that their behaviors and why would I let their behaviors impact me? Exactly. Because it's their behaviors that has nothing to do with you. Right. It's just the thing you were mentioning. Yeah. It's kind of funny though, right? Because when you really step back from it for a minute, it's kind of like our friends, family, camaraderies, partnerships, relationships. Well, the judgment is, is pretty humorous here because what are they doing that doesn't fit into your perceptional judgment of how you perceive they should be? It's still not about you, but now it's about all these little boxes in the comfort zone level that if you do this, you don't do that, that makes me uncomfortable. Therefore, there's something wrong with you. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> that is amazing. It's kind of like dressing with costumes, right? I mean, how many get dressed and say, I look good in this, or I don't look good in this, or, you know, I'm going to wear this because it feels great, but then stop and pause about, well, does it look good? Does it match? Does it blah, 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 based upon how others may judge you. <laughs> so we're all the way back to wearing nothing. <laughs> it's kind of, it goes all the way into well am i going to be attractive am i going to be lovable am i going to be desirable well once again it's odd because it's that part's you're not dressing for yourself anymore you're dressing for others comfort and acceptance right even haircuts if i have head full of hair if i have no hair if i have a cut this way that way or the other way or a big giant you know hot pink mohawk i mean it it's one of these things, right? How many do all of that? Not because of how they want to look, but once again, for the approval of others, looking for compliments. That made me think of the movie Adjustment Bureau with Matt Damon. And at one point, he gives up in politics and, and after losing, and he goes on a rant about the BS of politics. <laughs> and he's like... You see this red tie? Do you know why I'm wearing this red tie? I'm wearing this red tie because a focus group said that I look better in a red tie than a purple tie. And <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing authentic about what I'm wearing or what I'm doing. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's like all this meaning put into things rather than does it feel good? Are right. you feeling red today? Are you feeling lavender, blue, whatever today? Thank you, William. Thank you for all that clarity, that going direct about the topic of moving beyond being manipulated by politics, politicians, or anything else for that matter. Uh -huh. It's kind of interesting, right? Because you brought up a good example, Mike, with the whole red tie thing. It's like it may be snowing outside, a eight-foot blizzard, whatever, whatever. Now, do we decide to dress accordingly when you're wanting to wear shorts? to sit around the house, or do you get dressed up to mimic everyone else? Right. And then are you going to be acceptable? Are you going to blend in? Blah, blah, blah. Well, if you want to wear shorts, wear shorts. Let's be done with it. It's kind of like, you know, if you want a brownie, eat it, enjoy it, 
then be done with it. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. This is the Relevance of Now podcast. Please click subscribe to join us for the future ones to come. And thank you, William. Thank you, Michael. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.